Well, this morning I'm not going to be using my um, overhead or um, any of the projector. I just want us to go over some passages that I think in a time like this we definitely, definitely need to review. It's nothing new, but sometimes we need to be reminded who we are and, you know, where <clears throat> we are going as a people. And that's the reason I entitled my, um, titled my sermon or message, which is a Bible study, um, God's Keeping in Check the Forces of Evil. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of people who are losing heart. You know, they're getting discouraged in a time like this. People are coming to the point of taking their own lives because they can't take the things that are happening on earth. Many people, even people who believe in the Lord, are being, you know, discouraged. And we need to remind ourselves that we are living in the very end of time. And the promises that Jesus left us in his word are sure. I believe it. And if he says it, I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to believe it. There is no reason for us to be discouraged or to lose our faith in the Lord. And that's the reason why I appreciate so much that song. Beautiful message. Beautiful message. I think just with that message in song, we could go home. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, let's go to the book of Daniel chapter 10. And we are going to take... Verses 1 to 4. So we are going to be reading Daniel 10 this morning. I'm going to start with verse 1 onward. And it says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. The message was true. But the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. Verse 2, in those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all. Till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Here we find a man of God, a servant of God, fasting and praying. And if you read verse 4, it says, Now on his 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, and you are going to see what happens next. Daniel had been praying and not only praying but fasting you know and we have as a church we have come to um to the conclusion based also on science that fasting is very helpful for our our health it's good to fast um you know fast no one again because it helps our system our bodies to really you know recover 
And also, it gives your body some time to rest, right? Your, your, your digestive system needs to rest. Imagine it's, it's working 24 hours, 7 days a week. And for some people, you know, it does not rest at all. Not even when we go to bed. Because some people may eat and, 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 and go to sleep. That's one of the worst things we can do. To eat and go to sleep. But Daniel is here praying and fasting. And believe me, when we pray and we fast, we're able to listen to the word of God. We're, we're able to hear him. And he's able to speak to us. And we'll be able to talk back to him. But now on the 24th day, verse 4 says, that he was by the side of the great river. Imagine now, fasting and praying. And while he stand there, verse 5, I've lifted my eyes and look, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was guarded with gold of Uphaz. Verse 6, his body was like burial, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. One person is speaking here, and that voice sounds like multitude. Verse 7 says, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. They could not take what was going on, and so they decided to get away. This, they, could, they could recognize that this was not something that was experienced on a daily basis. It was some type of superhuman power in their presence. And verse um, 8 says, Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision. And no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. And we find this reaction many times when the prophets receive a vision, when they encounter, you know, the Lord, when they come face to face with him they will normally get weak you know some of them will lose consciousness but this is just to remind us who God is whose presence we are in and these these prophets of old they knew when they were in the presence of God and when they were not and so the the reaction you know is always of reverence and recognizing that God is superior and that God is in control. Notice something in the verses that we just read. He saw someone. And I want to just repeat what he said about this person that he saw. The characteristics. He saw a man, behold, a certain man clothed in linen. And read in verse 5. Whose waist was girded with gold of Uphaz. His body was like burial. His face like the appearance of lightning and his eyes like torches of fire. His arms and feet like varnished bronze in color. And the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. This was none but Jesus Christ. Daniel saw Jesus in his glory. And I want to tell you all something. This vision that Daniel had here 
was not just a vision for him to keep to himself. But Daniel was going to be advised or commanded by God what to do. And then as we read verse, read verse 9, it says, Yet I heard, heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Remember now, Daniel is, is like fainted now. Daniel fell on the floor. And while he is on the floor, dear, verse 10 says, Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. You can imagine after seeing what he saw, and then he felt that touch, which wasn't a regular, common touch, was a special touch, touch him, and Daniel began to shake. And he said to me, verse 11, Now, this, this individual who touched Daniel is speaking now to Daniel. And he says, Daniel, oh Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you. And stand upright. For I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking his word to me, I stood trembling. Are you all, you know, understanding what is happening here? Daniel saw Jesus in his splendor. But now he's been touched by this other being who is telling him to get up, stand up. In other words, don't be fearful. Don't panic. And then we find here in verse 11 that while he was speaking to him, Daniel was able to stand up, but he was still shaking, right? Trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. And I want to tell you all something here. What this being is telling Daniel is very important for us today as well. Daniel knew that the people, his people, were in trouble. They were in bondage. And apparently, this was going to be the end. As a human, Daniel prayed. And here we find this being telling Daniel, we have, I have heard your prayers. Your prayers were not, were not rejected. We heard your prayers, Daniel. And we want to tell you these words, Daniel. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. And verse 13 says, But the prince of the kingdom, notice he said, I have come because of your words, because of your prayers. I am here today. But the prince of peace, verse 13, of the kingdom of Persia, withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. And remember, who is Michael? Jesus Christ. And this is the same one he saw at the beginning of the vision. Jesus standing there. Now, Daniel is being encouraged here by this, by this, by this being. And I'm going to explain to you who he is in a minute. But he's being encouraged. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, Daniel. We heard your prayers, and that's the reason why we are here, to answer your prayer. And I want to just pause to say to you all something this morning. We can be, you know, maybe been praying for years, 
I don't know what may be your request, your petitions. But you may have been praying. You, many of us here, you may have children, right? And many of them may be gone. They are wandering out there. They are not part of the fold. They have left the Lord and, and went after the things of this world. And you may have been praying and you may say, you know, it seems to be like God is not going to answer my prayers. I've been praying for years and years and years and years and I haven't seen any answer as yet. Maybe you're praying for the conversion of somebody, your spouse, your friend, your brother or your sister. And apparently nothing is happening. But I want to reassure you today in the words of this being that God hears and answers our prayers. You must have that faith in him to know that he is hearing and he's going to answer your prayers. It may take a long time. Some people tell you the truth. Many people go to sleep and they never live to see the answer to their prayers. But even years after, the Lord Respond to their prayers. And here Daniel is reassured that God is hearing his prayers. And God is going to answer his prayers. And that's the reason why he came to Daniel. I have come here because of your prayers. Because of your request. And this being, my brothers and sisters, this is Gabriel speaking to Daniel. And Daniel receives the reassurance, their church, that God is keeping in check the forces of evil. Because the forces of evil apparently were about to destroy God's people altogether. And we know what's, the, what's, what's behind it, right? The plan is to, or the plan was to destroy anything that was pointing to Jesus Christ. The plan is to stop the plan of salvation from being effective. And if we can destroy the people through whom the Savior should come, then we will be able to conquer the world and destroy the plan of God. But here Gabriel is telling Daniel, Daniel, the plan of God is not going to fail. God's plan is not going to fail. It doesn't matter what is going on. God is still going to carry out his plans. And I want to say this to you, church. Satan is able to slow down the work of God, but he cannot stop it. Did you get that? Satan cannot stop God's work. He can slow it down. And he may slow it down. Sometimes he uses even God's own people to slow down his work. To slow down God's work. Satan can come in and he can use any one of us. If we permit him to do so. It can be a leader. It can be any member of the church. It can be somebody from outside the church. He can use individuals to, to slow down God's work. But he cannot... He cannot stop God's work from going forward. And I want to reassure you that today. You can continue praying with the assurance that God is hearing your prayers. And God is going to answer your prayers. And he's going to answer your prayers in his own way. Verse 15 says, When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. Daniel could not believe what was going on. You are really hearing my prayer. You are really going to help my people. You are really going to deliver the people of God. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men 
touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of my of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. This is still Gabriel speaking here, church. Now Gabriel is taking the form of a human, so he can speak now to Daniel. And Daniel can come to him without that, you know, that fear that may exist in his heart. And here Gabriel is telling him, My Lord, pardon, in verse 16, And suddenly one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth. He was what? Speechless. But now he could speak because the angel of God had touched him. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you? My Lord, as for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. Give him the strength to stand up. Give him the strength to receive the message that was so important for the people back in those days and is important for us even today. And then it says, The one having a likeness of man touched me and strengthened me. Verse 19, And I said, He said, O man greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth indeed, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against those except Daniel, your prince. And, and you know, church, when we, when we analyze this, this vision right here, remember, there was a decree that was to be signed for the rebuilding of Jerusalem and the walls and the temple. All these, um, these dates were in place. Remember, it's part of the, 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 the 3,000 um, year prophecy. Right? And Daniel knew that the time was coming when these prophecies were to be fulfilled. And apparently nothing was happening. But Daniel is here reassured and, and, and we find Gabriel telling him, Hey, the reason why I had to delay because I'm there struggling with the king over there. Because we have to get this decree done. And it was so intense. The enemy, the devil, was fighting so hard against the forces, against God himself, that Michael had to come and intervene. And I ask you the question, who was the one that threw, him, threw Satan out of heaven? Who threw him out? Michael, right? Michael. So Michael had to go there to face the enemy. Because the path... For the coming of the Messiah had to be straightened. And no one should stop that from happening. So here, Gabriel and Michael are working together to make sure that the plan of salvation is not stopped by the enemy. As I said, he may try and he may slow down the work. But he cannot stop the work of God from going ahead. Now, the forces of evil are at work. They are at work. And God reveals to us that he has a plan. And he never brings judgment upon a people before you know, he warns the people what is coming. He always warns us before. And he always will tell us. And Satan cannot stop 
the work of God. No, this was before us. But let us look now on what is still ahead of us. When you are what took place, when you the decree was signed, they went and they start rebuilding the sanctuary, rebuilding the walls and all the obstacles they had. The Messiah came. They tried to kill him even before he was born, but they could not kill him. He grew up. He did the, the work that he was called to do. He opened the way, salvation for human beings. He went back to heaven and he tells us that he is coming back soon. But in the meantime, as he gets ready to come back, as he gets ready to leave the most holy place where he's at right now, there are things that are going to be taking place. And right now what we are experiencing on the whole earth is part of it. COVID-19 is just one of those signs of the time that is reminding us that the forces of evil are at work, right? But also it reminds us that God is in control. And that there is no power, nor no force that is stronger than the God that we serve. The God that we serve, the God that brought us thus far, even after Daniel, after Jesus. He is still in control. And that's the reason why I want to take you now to Daniel pardon, Revelation chapter 13. And as, and as Adventists, we know very well what this chapter is all about. Revelation chapter 13. The beast from the sea. And I think God's people need to study these passages more often. Because now these are things that has to do with present and the immediate future. Chapter 13 says, Then I stood on the sand of the sea. And we know who is having the vision here now. Right? Is it Daniel? Who is this? John. And I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his head a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Now let's get this clear now. Who is this beast? Or what is this beast? Who is this? Seventh-day Adventist. Do we know who is this beast? Do we know? If there is one thing we need to know, <laughs> as Seventh-day Adventists, we need to know who are the forces that the devil is using to destroy God's people today? Just as he wanted to destroy Jesus coming to the earth the first time to die for you and me, he wants to prevent him from coming the second time to save you and me. But we know that's not going to happen, right? So this beast, notice it's coming out from the sea. And we know that the sea represents what? Multitude, right? Multitude. Having seven heads. These are political organizations that support the papacy or the, the papal work here on earth. And we find that this beast had somebody supporting him as well. Not only the political forces, but he had the dragon. Who is the dragon? 
Satan himself. And one of his heads were wounded. And we, we, we know this story very well. When the, the, the Pope was um, taken um, captive and he was finally, um, he finally died. And apparently the system had lost power. You know, and some people may may say, well, we are still in that time when the papacy has lost power. That happened in, in, in 1798. And until this time, had they gained any power? What do you think? You think between, between 1798 and 2020, the papal system has gained any strength? What do you think? I think so, brethren. I think they had gained a lot of strength. Notice something here, and, and tell me where else you see this. In verse 3 it says, And I saw one of his heads as it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. It was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Who is the world marveling at today and following? Everywhere he go, the papacy. And you know, these are, these are scriptures and these are teachings that sometimes we don't want to touch. And we don't want to even mention it from the pulpit. Because we don't want to offend others. But I'm going to tell you what the word of God says, you know. Because if I don't do it, God is going to hold me responsible. You hear what I'm saying? And if the Bible says it, then I have to believe it. And I have to proclaim it as well. This is something that is here present today. And it is coming. And I want to say all the things that are happening around us. Even COVID-19. These are pointing to the time of trouble that is coming upon this earth. Some people say we are already in time of trouble. We are not there yet. We are not there yet. This is nothing yet. This is nothing yet. It's coming. But the Bible is telling us what are the details that we need to know. And verse 5 says, verse 4 says, So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. Who they worship, the Bible says? The dragon. And you will hear them use the word of God. You will hear them use the word of Jesus. The very words that Jesus used, they will use it. But who are they worshipping really? They're worshipping Satan. And they worship the beast. They worship the, 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 the system as well. Saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Who can stand against him? You said it brother. Jesus Christ. And he was given a mouth speaking great things. And blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. That is 1,260 years, beginning from 538 to 1798. And see how many years you get there. So, my question again had the papacy regained power? Of course. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and those who dwell in heaven. When, when a man, a, a man that was made from flesh, from the ground, <laughs> blood like you and I, 
can say your sins are forgiven. Or he can say you are going to hell. Isn't he blaspheming? Of course, you're taking the position of God. You are playing God. And this is what is going to be seen more often today as we draw closer and closer to the end of time. The claim to forgive sins, the claim that Mary is also a dead woman, is able to forgive sins, which is not Bible. And then it says in verse 7, It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. It was a worldwide force. And it is a worldwide force that is taking over this world today. And verse verse 8 says, All who dwell on the earth will what? Will worship him. I thank God that the verse didn't stop there. You know, because it says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So all those whose names are not written in the book of life are going to be what? Worshiping him. Worshiping this system. And, and I want to tell you something, church. We, we read the passage and sometimes we say, you know, Come out of harm, my people. Come out of Babylon. Come out of Babylon. Of course. And we need to proclaim this message. Inviting people to leave Babylon. But we have to be careful of one thing as well church. And that is. Be careful not to bring in Babylon. Because on the. You know. Some may be calling people out of Babylon. While others are inviting Babylon to come in. And we don't want that. We don't want Babylon here. We cannot because the idea is that Satan is going to use every every tool that he can use to get you and I to worship him. That's the point. And if he can get us to worship him, we have nothing to wor- he has nothing else to worry about. And it says if anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity, and he who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So not everybody is going to worship him. You get it? But God's going to have, as usual, his faithful people who are going to stand up to serve him and him alone. Amen. Daniel knew all of this, and he was shocked when he saw the vision. As a matter of fact, Daniel was told that he had to seal it. Now that book is opened. We know exactly what the Bible is talking about. But then let's just close with the, the last verses on chapter 13 of, um, of, that, of Revelation. Because the message is not over in this chapter. Because we need to understand something else here. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. Notice, notice that this beast is coming from where? From the earth. It's a very youthful beast as well because it has horns like a lamb. And he spoke like a dragon. 
And he exercises all the authority of the first beast. Who is the first beast that was mentioned? We just said it, right? The papacy, that's right. And his, in his presence, and caused the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly bone was healed. So who is this beast now, which is different from the one we just saw that came out of the sea? This one is coming out of the earth. And he is supporting the first beast. Before we say anything, let's read verse 13. He performed great signs. So that even makes fire come down from heaven and in the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. Telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak. And caused as many as will not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and on their foreheads. And, not, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom says the word of God. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. So we got it clear now. We know that the first beast, which says the papacy, right? Papal Rome. Who is this second beast? Some of us, we don't want to say we don't want to say it. But as I said, we have to say it because it's the word of God. Right? Church, we know that the day is coming when we are going to have to face the Sunday law. Right? And I think it's going to happen in our days. Just as I see the signs fast fulfilling. The papacy is working very close with our governments throughout the whole entire world. And the government that we have today, which is peaceful, is going to change. Because the Bible says that he, is, he looks like a lamb. You know? He had two horns like a lamb, looks like a lamb. But this dragon is going to start speaking like a dragon. This, this beast. He's going to start speaking like a dragon. So even though he may look like a lamb, he's going to speak like a dragon. Our government is going to change. And it's going to start doing things that the papacy commands him to do. And so the church and the state is going to join hands together. And as we see here in verse 13, it says he performs great signs so that even makes fire come down from heaven and on the earth in the sight of men. The evangelical movement is going to gain more strength than what they already have in the United States of America. They have done a lot and they are doing a lot. We don't even, we cannot even imagine what is going on behind doors. We don't, we, we can't even imagine the things that they are doing. And their work is to get everybody on board. You hear what I'm saying? 
get everybody on board because the focus is papal Rome worship and I want to tell you all this we're having an election in October right I don't care if it's President Trump Biden whosoever go there is going to be used by the enemy to carry out the agenda of the papacy which is to lead the world to worship now one thing is true and I was speaking with my brother over here God sets people in position for some reasons he sets up and he takes down and many of the times he does so because he wants to hold back the winds of strife that are coming and we are praying. We are praying that you know, the Lord will permit the right person to be on that seat in this, this October, November, November. I don't know what is ahead of me. I don't have the idea of when it's going to happen, but I can tell you one thing. It's close. It's very close. But God wants it to happen Speed it up because you remember he said he's going to shorten the days for the elect's sake, right? Is he going to permit a new president or is he going to let the president that is there to sit there? I don't know what is his plan, but I'm going to be praying. And I want you all to pray as well. To continue praying. Because as I said at the beginning, Satan cannot stop the work of God from going ahead. He cannot. And here, the government with the evangelicals are going to come together to support that first beast that was mentioned here in Revelation chapter 13. What are we supposed to be doing? And I'm going to close with this as a church. What are we supposed to be doing in a time like this? Knowing that it is ahead of us. It's right here. It's coming on us. What are we supposed to be doing? Well, according to what we just read, in Daniel, Daniel was fasting and he was what? Praying. We need to be fasting and praying. And not only fasting and praying, but we need to be sharing this message with others who don't know the Lord. Probation is not closed yet. But I don't know when it's going to close. It can close at any time. Right. And I want to take you to a last verse to read today before we leave from here. And I want you to take that with you. If there is anything you know, <clears throat> I need you to take with you today is 1 John chapter 2. And we are going to read a few verses. 1 John 2. And go to verse 15. 1 John 2.15. This is the message of the Lord for us today. Think on all what is happening. And think on what is coming on us. John says, do not love the world. I go back. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is what? 
What he says is happening to the world. It's passing away. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God. What is going to happen to us? Abides forever. What a mighty God we serve. It does not matter what comes. It does not matter what happens on this earth. It does not matter how many persecutions we face. How many sufferings we have to go through. The Bible tells me, and if the Bible said it, I believe it. God will be with us and we will abide forever. Stand on the word of God, church. Take the word of God as your shield, your buckler, your sword. Let it be your guide on a daily basis. Let him be the one to rule your hearts today so that when the time of trouble comes, he will be the one to rule your hearts as well at that time. May the Lord bless us. And if there is one person here today who would like to say, I want to reconsecrate my life to the Lord. I want the Lord to find me ready when he comes. Can you raise your hand? I raise my hand. I want to be ready. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your holy word. And thank you for the promises that are sure. Sometimes, Lord, we may be discouraged when we see the things that are happening around us. But we know that if we are standing on your word, there will be nothing or no one that will be able to distract or discourage us in our path to our heavenly Canaan. Help this church, Lord, to continue growing amidst the pandemic and all the different things that may come in our way. Help that the gospel may go forward. Souls may be surrendered to thee. The light may be shown, dear God. And we may be ready to meet our God when he comes in the clouds of heaven. Now may you abide and protect us as we go through this day. Take us safely to our different homes and help us, Lord, that this world may not be in us. But Jesus Christ, I pray in your holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.